Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux, I am Peter, that is Connor and we talk about movies on this show and this episode is our monthly episode where we are talking about a film that was voted for by our patrons. Every month we have a vote uh, for films. Uh, this particular vote was all films that ranked very highly on our top 50 sci-fi films countdown and we put in four films that we hadn't reviewed yet on this show and our patrons voted and they picked The Thing, the John Carpenter version of The Thing from 1982. So that's we're going to discuss. We'll start spoiler free as we always do. We'll warn you before we go into spoilers and that's what's going to happen. So uh, yes and you've seen this before I assume Connor. Yeah I mean it's kind of an irrelevant question asking this and how we liked it seeing as it it ranked highly on our lists. Yes exactly. It's kind of the, the whole point so you kind of know we already like it going in. Yes uh, yeah um, and my question there wasn't stupid because it could have just been on my list. It wasn't like we did a combined list. We both had our own top fifties. I mean, it was on your list. I remember it, but I'm it, saying... it was, yeah. But I think I think the ones we chose for the the, the list the, for the vote were all from both ones that were on both our lists, were they not? I can't remember. Me either. I just assume. Would <laughs> I make assumptions then? Act like I'm stupid for not knowing. Well, I mean, if it makes you look bad, I'm going to do it. <sighs> You're the worst. Anyway, uh-huh. so John Carpenter's the thing. Uh, obviously, sci-fi, science fiction, horror movie. Um, one might say, why is this not on streams after midnight? Your horror movie show. That's a good question. Uh, we basically let the voters decide, and they voted for this, so therefore it's on Influx. Uh, it would also fit on streams after midnight, but we did Alien on Influx, so you know this kind of falls into this, a similar this precedent. Yeah, it's into a similar way where I think I think it fits on both shows. Um, so yeah, so this is technically a remake, although it doesn't really follow much of what the original 1950s film did, outside of, it's in, you know, Antarctica, and someone found a ship under the ice, and there's an alien being of some kind, but beyond that, it is completely different. Um, Can't say I've ever seen the original one. uh, I have, I have. um, It's it's a decent, like, 50s B-movie, like, sort of schlock, but it's not... It's nothing memorable. There's a reason why this is the one that is remembered. This is the one. Yeah. And interestingly, John Carpenter, uh, if you watch Halloween, you'll notice that the original plays on TV at one point. Uh, so clearly he had uh, his sights kind of he, set He was on already it. a fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was 78, and then this is 82. So it was only a few years. Like, he'd have been working on the thing a couple of years after yeah. that came out. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, very, very close by. So, so what is the thing? The thing is... Kurt Russell, um, Keith David, and a bunch of other guys who work at the Antarctica uh, Research Centre that the US have got down there. And, you know, it's, it's isolated, it's in the snow, no communication, because it's winter, so all the comms are down. Uh, it's, you know, below 40 outside, it's super, you know, isolated and cold and all the rest of it. Um, but a dog is being chased by a helicopter. That's how we open the movie. <laughs> There's a helicopter chasing a, a dog, trying to shoot the dog. And... The, the the helicopter and who's on it ends up dying. Uh, in fact, one of one of the people at the American base actually shoots the guy because he's he's got a rifle and he's just firing it around. So he, he puts him down because he's dangerous. And then it becomes okay. So why did this happen? Why were they shooting at this dog? Who are these guys? Turns out they're Norwegian. They came from like their own research camp and they go and check. And there's like, oh something happened here. Some mysterious stuff. And it builds and it builds. And ultimately, it's a film about an alien that takes over and mimics uh, any creature it wants, including human beings. So ultimately this becomes a film about paranoia. This becomes a film about, are one of us the thing? Because it yes. could be one of us. So it's a little bit body snatches. And that's the 
that's kind of the, the the basic premise of what the film revolves around. It's, it's it's them trying to figure out a way to test each other. It's them trying to stop anyone who may be you know sabotaging their base. Yeah, it's just constant second guessing everyone. Yeah, that that is the film, um, and they're all bloody cold all the time. And you can tell they shot a lot, a lot of this out in real snow because whenever they fall into like a deep pit of snow, I'm like, no, that, that's real snow. It looks like yeah. real snow. Um, it's, got, it's got the crunch of real snow. Yeah, I'm not sure really sure. Uh, I, I I'd guess like Alaska, but I really don't know. That's just like that's just a uh, guess. That's a reasonable assumption. Yeah, so, somewhere snowy, maybe Canada, some up north. You could somewhere. probably check if you really cared. I probably could if I, if I did, but hey, I'm I'm sure I probably knew that at some point because I'm sure I've watched. There's a feature length documentary on the Blu-ray and a commentary right. track, and I've, I've I've watched and listened to both of those, so I probably did hear that. Probably in your brain somewhere. But yeah, you know, all these details, they filter out over time and you, you, you don't remember. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're going to discuss um, John Carpenter's second best movie and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see where we go. So yes, spoiler free discussion and thoughts. Um, well, it's very good. Yes, it is. That'll do then. Uh, so we'll move on to split no, up, Ken. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think the first thing people always talk about with the thing, the first thing that has to be addressed is the practical creature effects. Pretty phenomenal. They are fantastic. They they genuinely feel otherworldly. It feels almost Lovecraftian, like just how surreal they are without feeling... Um, without feeling without psychological. Feeling yes, like they're, 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 they're unreal... But they feel real well being on. Like, how did I, like? There's no tricks. It's just no, no. This creature is just that strange to us. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. I think surreal is there because it's it's just it looks like something that shouldn't exist. And you're like, how how is that a thing? But you can see it. You're like, no, no, it is there. You you believe yeah. it's a thing. Yeah. Um, my favorite part in terms of how unreal it feels is the sort of the very the, the, the very quickly flapping around tentacle things that come out of everything uh, at mm. various points. That feels very violent and visceral to me. The way those kind of move around, you know, before we even get to like various body parts opening and having teeth and whatnot. Yeah, some of the stretching effects that are on it are pretty fantastic. Stretch, yeah, stretching effects are great. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of flesh pulling apart, and it looks like flesh because there was one point because they get like uh, from the, the 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 Norwegian camp they get like this, this carcass of like the thing mid you know transformation, and the you know the doctor's doing like an autopsy trying to figure out what the hell is this thing, and as he was cutting through and he was opening it up, and I was like, this looks like flesh. The way it's cutting, the way it's oozing, and the way it's, it's moving it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's oh no this is just like foam that's mm. covered in some blood or what <laughs> like. It, whoever made the, the prosthetics for this really did their work and above and beyond absolutely. yeah so i mean it's absolutely like we'll rate the film at the end but the prosthetics are 10 out of 10 like there's the, yeah this is the crown you know, jewel the fact that they they hold up today perfectly they do it says a lot there's, there's not there's not a thing that's aged in that sense um like in honestly the the only moment that takes me out of the movie in terms of something that's aged there's only one moment, and it's when uh, I'll keep that spoiler free. But basically, once the doctor's figured out, like he's got some inklings of what's going on, and he's asking the computer for for things. He's asking the computer for predictions, and the computer like he asks these really specific questions, and the computer like answers them in text. Like it's not saying anything to him, but he's asking things like, oh, "What are the chances that someone in the base is infected with this thing?" And it's like seventy percent. And I'm like, 
How? How is a computer programmed what, what, what to... What data is it working yeah. out on? Yeah. yeah what like, algorithms it got going? It's, it feels like the magic computer... It, 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 it honestly feels like he's talking to the, 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 the your mother from Alien. Like the, the advanced computer from the spaceship. That it would, does, yeah. That would know more things. This is weird. Like, I don't know... It's, it's, it's the one moment that takes me out. Because I don't mind... Like, I actually appreciate everything else being kind of old school. I like that it's old TVs. I like that they're, they're watching game shows in a VCR because they don't have any... Obviously, no signals out here, so they're... They've yeah. brought a bunch of entertainment with them to last them the year or however long. Um, I like that. That, that. that fills me with nostalgia. Uh, you know, Kurt Russell playing the, the, the chess game on a computer and yeah. getting very upset that he loses. We've all been there. Yeah. Which well, is a very good moment because it's, it's, it lets you kind of know exactly what type of character he is immediately. Where he's just like cheating bitch and he just pours the booze into the yeah. into the computer. Um, I'm like, it's not like you can get that replaced, Kurt. Come on, like... Yeah, I know. Maybe use your resources a little better. Yeah, yeah. Plus, a waste all the alcohol. It's actually it's it's, 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 it's almost a weird feeling, and not quite anxiety, but there's there's something that makes it bothers me in movies like this where they've got finite resources and they can't go and get anything else. Then it's like when anyone breaks something, or like you know, it's at one point like the, the, they'll bust down a door, and I'm like, you can't just go get another door. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah, I things. Like, no one ever addresses it, though, do they? <laughs> no. Oh, it's it's fine. Whatever. We'll, we'll worry about that later. Yeah, that gives me like that, that gives me the I don't know. I'm a bit of a hoarder, I guess. So knowing that I can't just go and get more, like no, you treat everything you've got preciously. You, you know, if you've got one working VCR, then you do not you you treat that like a queen. You 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 dust it off every night. You make sure it's comfortable, not overheating. Admittedly, the risk of it overheating in this weather, unlikely. Pretty slim, yeah. Yeah, but you know you know what I mean. Um, it, it's infinitely more likely just to freeze and yes, stop working. Yes, yes, yes. The opposite's more likely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> think of the gaming PC you could have just out there with no, no cooling. Like just, just sit it in the snow. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just take it all up in the snow. Just sit there freezing. The problem is, you just you just melt all the snow around it. That's with true. A good rig. That's true. Okay, so you'd have like a a plastic kind of sheet that you'd put it on. Yeah, yeah. So the water wouldn't... <laughs> yeah, it's a good plan. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking about this. Anyway, so yeah, you've got uh, you, you've got all the practical effects. They're, they're fantastic. They're phenomenal. Um, you've got Kurt Russell leading the pack as McCready. He, he's Kurt Russell. He's great. Um, yeah. He's perfect because he's kind of like that no-nonsense, I don't have time for this bullshit kind of character. Um, I think the movie does a good job because it does have a lot of characters. And it, it, it kind of needs a lot of characters to make the plot work. When you think about the whole thing, is okay, it could be any of us. There needs to be... And so I think even people who love this film, I, I, I can't name you half the characters, not really. But once it starts to whittle them down, because obviously over the course of the film, we start to you know have a body count. Uh, yeah. And then by the time we get to the end, it's okay, okay, now we've got the core five, and that's who we're dealing with now. Uh, but I think what it does do with the characters is it gives them all something... So you, no pun intended, uh, like, you know, okay, so that guy's the cook, he's always on the rollerblades, that, that's, that's, that's the guy that's always smoking, that's the guy who, who looks after the dogs, that's, you know, they, they all have a thing, there's a captain who's always got his revolver, like, yeah. they all have a thing, um, just enough that you understand who each of them are and you sort of recognise them, you've got the two doctors uh, and so on, uh, so it, it does a good job of that, yeah. keeping you it's your not, not necessarily strong character work, but it's stronger just making them recognisable. Yeah, and I think it's an art form that's uh, that's lost a lot. But I feel like there's a lot of movies, particularly in the eighties, and I guess it's because it's often seen as archetypes or cliches. But 
I feel like these days, you either have good, strong characters, which obviously is, you know, ideal, but there's certain types of movies where that's not necessarily what you want, right? There's certain types of yeah. movies where you want, like, a, 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 a big group, right? Which are recognisable, but aren't necessarily going to have their own arcs or their own things. But instead of accomplishing what a lot of movies in the 80s and the 70s did, where you'll have something like this, where, okay, you instantly kind of get enough just to kind of know who each, everyone is, and they're kind of fun in their banter, and that's about it. Yeah. You don't need any more than that. I feel like these days... You don't get that anymore. It's either they're great characters or they're complete waste of air and you just hate them all. I'm trying to think of anything that springs to mind to counter that, but I'm struggling. And this is coming from someone who watches a lot of modern horror films with Tim uh, on a regular basis. I bet you hate most of them, right? <laughs> I hate a lot of them. The boy at the top of that list. <laughs> yeah, I bet he is. Tim, Tim's just grinding his teeth at you right now. Oh, he can grind. He can grind. Anyway, uh, so so, so no, I, I think it does a good job with that as well. Um, but I, I think when I'm talking about why I love this movie, I love the effects. I love the tone. Music, of course, it's very, it's, there's not a lot of music, but John Carpenter, he just have just that, the dun-dun. Yeah, it's the Ennio Morricone score, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just that. It is, it's very much a, a pulse. It's a, it's a heartbeat just kind of underneath. That's and I, just there, and I want to give us this this weird credit that it sounds like John Carpenter could have wrote, wrote it because it, it feels like it fits in line with his other scores, despite the fact that it's this much more famed composer coming into you know. Yeah, it's it's a very subtle and refined score for Morricone. Well, you know, not the sort of thing he often does. Yeah, because John Carpenter is quite famous for just being like doing a simple little tune, and it's okay. That's the score. And just running with it. Yeah. Yeah, and it always works. I don't know why, but it always works. Somehow. Somehow. Um, Halloween, he literally just did five four time and called it a day. Yeah, <laughs> and walked away, and everyone was like, "This is amazing! Sounds great." It's still iconic, though, isn't it? <laughs> it, is, it is. Sometimes simplicity is key. It, um, it stuck around. Can't argue with it. Yeah, there's not not enough movie scores that I can just hum these days. You know that? Okay, I'm, I'm with you. There's not enough of them. I feel like if I go back to the eighties, like I, I can hum you theme tunes left and right. You can. We, it's it. Go, it, you know, it goes through cycles. We've we've moved away from themes you now, motifs as as they're referred to, uh, it, specifically for characters and places. But you know, now it's more uh, feeling and tone. Yes, or generic scores that just sound the same as every other movie. You just. I saw. mean, the, the, yeah, the bad ones, obviously. Yeah. No, no, that's 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 that's, that's fair. Uh, so, but no, so, I you've got the the, the fantastic music, very subtle. But my favourite stuff about this film is the paranoia. And I think the setting plays a big part of this. I think them being isolated is something I love about it. You, you know I love a bottle story, right? And yeah. this is this is essentially one big bottle story. Yeah, they go to the other camp, right? But they're, other than the start of the film, after the helicopter gets damaged, they're stuck there. Yes. With no, no way to contact anyone, no way to go anywhere. And it's funny, because I've... Uh, in recent times, I've been thinking about aliens a lot. I don't know if I mentioned this in the Aliens review, because we had, we had that like early Sorry, last year. Sorry, it took me a second then. I didn't realise you were referring to the Aliens movie. Yes, Aliens the movie. Thought, I've been thinking about Aliens a lot. Oh, J- James Cameron's Aliens, right? And you know I'm a big fan of Resident Evil and survival horror. Indeed I do. And I was thinking just how like aliens might have shaped why I like those games so much, those the old versions of the games, not necessarily the new ones, uh, although Remake 2 is definitely dipping back into that arena. Uh, looking forward to it. Not, not a fan of 7. Um, I still need to finish it. I, I like I like the effort that's put into it, 
but there's definitely like some of the first person stealth stuff kind of bugs me. It's just not grabbing you. It's just it's hit and miss. I appreciate it, and I will finish it, but it's 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 like they've got the item boxes, they've got some puzzles, but it still feels quite linear compared to the old games. It's uh, you'll have to get on a stream just so you can force yourself to finish it. I may have to. I may have to. Um, I may have to. Uh, the textures don't look crap on my PC though. I might wait for my new uh, new graphics card before I. Yeah, that might be advisable before I dive into it make it, make it look pretty uh, but anyway so the point I was getting to is that what I love about survival horror those games you know the early Resident Evils the early Silent Hills is that especially the Resident Evils they fit heavy into this is the idea of you come into a place and in the case of the first Resident Evil game it's a mansion and it's like oh there's zombies everywhere something happened here and you start to piece it together through like documents and evidence and around the place. Mm. Meanwhile, trying to survive, and you've got the idea of like a safe room where you feel. And aliens has a lot of this. Aliens they come to that that planet, and it's like, oh, the things already went down. Where are all the the colonists? Oh, there's like evidence here in the lab. There's the, they were doing experiments in this facehugger, and even the idea of a safe room. At one point, they set up a room and they've got turrets outside, and it's like, oh, this is the safe room. And I'm like, huh. I, you know, I hadn't really thought about it before, but there's a lot of the things I like about survival horror are in that. They did kind of just uh, generously lift from the template. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're in the movie, and I think this movie equally, specifically when they go to the the Norwegian camp, like that's very much that part of it for me. Is the no, I agree. Yeah, something happened here. There's hints of it. There's some really great effects of like the the, the frozen you know, mid-death and stuff like that. The blood's, like, frozen as it's dripping from a wrist. It's, it's great stuff. Yeah, it, it does just kind of drop them in and be like, what the hell happened here? It's great. And I love it. And this is, this is why it bugs me, because they did, like, a prequel slash remake, you know, in 2011. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who I like a lot, unfortunately, was in this. Yeah, I, I, I have considered watching it basically just for her, and that that's about it. I'll be honest, I'm not sure if I watched it. I think I did. Wow. I, th- I think I did. That, so it's not even just bad, it's just forgettable. Yeah, it's not. The, I don't think it was the worst thing ever. It was just like... That's the thing, yeah. if it was offensively bad, you'd remember it. I would, yeah. You'd I'd know you'd watched it. But this is actually just to go... This is almost a tangent here, just about how prequels and feeling the need to do prequely things, but... Because to me, like part of what I love about the... Okay, something happened here, right? Is that okay? We gradually fill it in because they watch some videotapes of some of the digging up stuff, and they, they they see some of the aftermath, and you can kind of piece it together. And more 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 than anything, what happens to them over the course of the main story of the film is that okay. That, that these were the hints that what's going to happen to us, and then it happens over the course of the film, right? Yeah. To so me, we don't need to see it again because we got it. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So the idea of taking what was supposed to just be the tease of what the foreshadowing of what the story of the film was and saying, oh, let's make a movie out of that. That is, like, everything I hate about prequels. No, just... You know, I never even realised it was a prequel. I've just always heard of it as the, the remake reboot. No, it's the, it's the Norwegian camp. I did not realise that. Yeah. But Mary Elizabeth Winstead's just there. That's that's more redundant than just doing a remake of this. Because at least in this, you know, the, you know, I can see, all right, you want to remake it? Sure, I don't know why, but... You, you do you, right? But that Norwegian camp, it serves a point to this story. Yes. Whereas just seeing that kind of doesn't have a point then because it's, okay, by the end they all die and, and you know, and we go off and, and we just lead into this movie. 
I mean, I guess mild spoilers for the the remake. I don't think her character died. I think she got out. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't remember it lining up particularly well. Outside of one or two things, they made a point of saying, oh, we'll do that one thing that lines up. Right, okay. That was a cool moment. But other than that, I think it's pretty... Like, I think it does end with a dog running off. <laughs> like, I think yeah. he, I think and he's then, like... then it being chased, presumably. You've presumably yeah. got to have one of them chase it in the helicopter. I think so. Like I say, I, I barely remember if I've seen it. I think I did. But it wasn't until I started thinking about it to actually check if I've seen it that I'm like, yeah, I think I did watch that. This is so weird that you have no idea. Hey, hey, it came out like eight years ago, so I, I'd have watched that about seven. I didn't see it in the theatre. God damn, no. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't go and pay, pay money to get into the uh, theatre so, for so that. So it came out seven years ago. You probably watched it, what, five or six years ago? Yeah, something like that. And you have no idea if you saw it or not. Not really. You're kind of guessing. I think, that, I think what happened is I put it on and I knew I wouldn't like it. So it was on while I was doing other things. So I probably didn't get that much attention. I mean, yeah, been there. And that's probably why I can barely remember it because... There's, there's bits of it in your mind. The bits that linked up with the original kind of in your mind because you're like, oh, I, I've seen that one. I like that one. I know what it's referencing. <laughs> so that bit you remember. Yeah, but no, I I love that discovery and that like, oh, what happened in this place? And we, they try and figure it out. They do an autopsy. They do all these things, and they watch the, the, the you know there's some recordings. The, the Norwegians made some footage. Let's watch that and find out what happened. Which again is actually very different from the uh, the original film because in the original film it's our camp. You know the main camp who goes and finds this this thing in the ice and digs it up. And um, so they kind of are the Norwegians almost. Kind of. I mean, I mean, the the Norwegians don't really exist, but in the in the yeah. sense that you know they, they're the first ones to do it. Sure. Yeah, uh, they're, they're the first base being hit. Whereas here, it's more like it's like, wait, what were they digging up? What's what's happening? And then they have to question, they have to think about it. And I I think that's infinitely more interesting than just oh, here's the people that have found a ship in the ice. They're going to you know dig it up. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, I agree. But no, no, that's, that's that's part of what I love about it so much. And then, then the, the the paranoia, of course, is fantastic. Once that gets going, that's that's the that's the the entire film has to, you know rests on the the paranoia working. But luckily, the atmosphere from the setting, the the score, the the characters, the the practical effects, all phenomenal. There's very little to to take points off for. It is. It's a very it's it's a slow moving movie, and sometimes you you think that could be a fault because. It's hard to keep tension and paranoia at mm. that pace sometimes, but it, it never you never notice it. You know, it's always you know the, the, you're always going okay. Who who is it? Where is it? Yeah, you you start to like you know okay, who's been left alone? Who who who's been away for a while? Where have they been? Uh, yeah, ra- rather than slow, it's like it just gives you time to to think about where everyone is. And and some of the some of the best parts of the movie, some of the best scenes are when. They're all there in a group, and they're kind of accusing each other, and they're questioning it themselves. And then when one person feels that they're being being accused, they get really defensive. And it's, you know, like the, the, the drama that plays out during those scenes is 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 very yeah. strong. Um, the, the the infamous like testing scene, which we'll talk about more in spoilers, that that is exceptional. How how it flips around who who's on whose side based on what happens in that scene. Yeah. Uh, it really plays with it. So. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll give the spoiler warning so we can we can start talking freely so, yeah. about everything. So full spoilers for the thing, you have been warned. Um, 
So let's talk about that testing scene. I actually, there's a, little, there's a small detail about this scene that I love. Like, I, I freaking love this. As I was watching it again earlier tonight, I was like, you know what, I love this about this scene. I never thought oh. about it before. I love that, you know, so obviously they're testing the blood and they're, they're, they're shocking, like they take a bit of blood from everyone and he's shocking it with the the, the wire. You know, he's heating up the wire and he's, he's poking Seeing it. Seeing if it reacts. Yeah, because the theory being is that it'll react, it'll defend itself. Uh, whereas yeah. our blood just, it's blood being poked, it doesn't care. <laughs> it's not sentient on its own. Um, and he's, you know, there's a couple of them and, you know, once he's tested one, he's like, okay, you're safe. So you, you can, you come up and hold the flamethrower now. Um, and he's testing them. I love, now obviously, eventually, someone's going to react, right? And it's one of them's going to be the eventually monster. one of them has to. Yes. I love that it's not the last person. I love that it's after a couple people. It's the one in the middle. And my favourite part about it, it's obviously, you know, the, we have the big effects where his head opens with the teeth and starts biting the other guy's head. And it's this great big effect. You know, McCready burns it with a flamethrower. All chaos is breaking loose. He ends up flaming, going through the wall to the outside and falling dead. After all that, it cuts back to the room. Okay, next person's getting tested. I love it. It doesn't end the testing process. It's just like, okay, that just confirmed that this is working. We're testing who's left. Right. You, Keith David. Because, again, they're aware that it might be more than one. They don't know. Yeah. But I just, I love it's the one in the middle, and then it goes back to testing them again. It doesn't end the scene. Because that's that's the traditional thing to do. You have that end the scene. No, you do. And I I like it because it means there's still a reasonable amount of people at this point. Yeah. So you're not having to wait for them to test everyone with it going, no, you're fine, until you get to the end, right? That would be, it would just be too long as a scene. Mm. With with nothing happening. I mean, you know, it is, you, can, you can have a long scene, but there'd be nothing happening for most of that scene other than just testing person after person. And there's only so long you can ramp up that tension for. And especially if it's the last person, you kind of take that away because you're like, well, I know it's them. And there's also an extra added element here where they think McCready's infected or crazy, and that this isn't going to work. So they're all just kind of like, you know, because at this point, they, they thought McCready, because McCready was out on his own for a while, because, uh, you know, the, the cook found one of his shirts, like, ripped apart. And that, uh, like, that's like a sign that maybe the person was taken over because they burst out their clothes, right? Yeah. Uh, that and was it, no, it, does, it does hide the name tags, though. It does, whereas this one had a name on it. Like, it may have been setting him up, right? And that's, that was like my first thought. Was like, oh, it's, it's Kurt Russell. He's, if he's going to be infected, it'll be at the end. He's not infected now. <laughs> Right, it's yeah. not happening. Um, I mean, I've seen it before, but I'm just, you know, on a first, first time watch. Time, yeah. that, that's why I presume I would have thought at the time. It's been a while now. I can't remember what I thought the first time. No. It's, it's been a long time since I've seen this the first time. But um, but yeah, so so they all think... So he actually kind of has to hold them hostage with... Uh, he's got a little dynamite, and he's like, just he's like threatening to, you know, blow them all up. It's like just to make... Because he knows they're just going to kill him. Because that's kind of been his attitude, is that once they think someone's infected, we need to just play it safe. Because this thing can't get back to the mainland. If this gets back to population... Like the entire earth's going to be infected, um, which, by the way, I, I I once read a fantastic theory uh, linking this with the alien universe uh, that said this was a, a I can't remember which way around it was. It was either this was a being that was designed to fight xenomorphs or the opposite. Because of the way that it worked, it would combat the way they reproduce. I I, I, thought, I don't know. It was a fascinating theory. Someone wrote on the internet once. Okay. Cheeked. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to get through about how it works. But. I would imagine this was designed to stop the xenomorphs. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because I mean, yeah. the xenomorph it can't implant itself into this thing, surely. Yeah. I mean, I assume. 
Oh, at least if it, if it did, then it would it would alter it before it burst. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an interesting theory. I don't think there's a basis for it. It's just no, just some someone yeah, had a thought. Be a cool, uh, be a cool comic crossover, yeah. right? Um. But yeah, so, so the, he's holding them all hostage. So there's this tension in this testing scene even begin with because he's still just forcing them all to it. He's tied them all up. And mm-hmm. it's only once he proves that uh, the guy with the glasses, you know, the communications guy, it's only once he proves that he's not, he's like, okay, right, you can help me now. And because he's proved that he's like, okay, yeah, I'll hold the flamethrower. Let's, let's do this. And, you know, it's a one by one. Because when we get to the last guy who turns out not to be a monster, uh, like, you know, we've got like three of them all holding flamethrowers at his face, like just waiting to see... Yeah. Uh, and then that's when they start actually forming a plan together and try. Okay, we need to try and like you know kill this thing and make sure because they realize it's, it's trying to be smart because it, it can be frozen because that the whole idea is the ship was landed here thousands of years ago and it was frozen in the ice and it can survive that it can wait back up after being frozen so it's like, no I'll just I'll, I'll stay frozen and it'll wait for for rescue to come and maybe hitch a ride back to the the mainland and then we can yeah. you know spread it properly. Uh, so, so they have to can't be having plan. that, obviously. Yeah, but of course we've skipped over many a great scene and many, many a big effects moment. Uh, of course, a big famous one is, uh, as alluded to, uh, is the, is when the doctors you know try to like, you know look at the body and the stomach opens up, the arms go in, and then the teeth just snap shut and rip off his arms. It's pretty fantastic. Another point I like about that scene is because obviously they burn the, the body that opened up. They actually remember at the end to burn the guy who just got his arm t- taken off because he should theoretically now be infected as well. Yeah. So, so like, No, we're not risking it. Yeah. So, so yeah, again, there's a lot of little smart touches like that that, that, that I liked. Um, and, of course, there's, you know, they start boarding up, boarding up places at one point. Like, they do all this. Um, of course, we, sh- we should um, go further back because the first time we really say it mutate is with the dogs. Because it obviously it comes to them as a dog, and the Norwegians were trying to kill the dog because they they were trying to do what our characters end up trying to do is stop it from spreading. Yeah, they they knew what it was and were like kill it. Yeah, so we we see it mutate and there's like multiple dog heads and it's, it becomes this big wall of like you know yeah. flesh and biomass and just just on that how, how smart is it to, to hide as a dog? You know, you don't you know, you often don't give a dog a second glance, right? Yeah, yeah, I think you have the sympathy because it's there's an innocence, and as long as the dog doesn't seem aggressive, it's like no, it's an innocent dog. You don't do anything to it. Right. Whereas, I think with a person, you you can argue with them, you can reason, right, and you can you can deduce. Whereas a dog's a dog. Yeah, and that actually brings up an interesting point because they think Clark, the guy who looks after the dogs, they're convinced that he's probably infected because he spent time with the dog. And McCready ends up shooting him in the head because at one point, you know, during the whole tense moment before the testing. He tries to like sort of like lash out at him, and he shoots him in the head, and then they test him after he's died, and he's he, he wasn't, he was human, and you know, a child's Keith David's character's like, oh, that makes you a murderer, and it's never really brought up again, but it's an interesting little point. This this like, hey, like, because it's I think by the end of the movie, like McCready and whoever's left are like, you know what, we're basically admitting we're all going to die out here. We're just trying to stop this thing from spreading. I guess at that point it's moot. Whatever whoever they've taken out like on the way there, but. Yeah. It's an interesting little point to bring up that you know technically you you reacted and there was nothing wrong with them. No, it did. So they they jumped the gun because they just didn't know and they just wanted to play it safe essentially. Because the first scene the paranoia really starts to spread is when like okay if we got a test because they because they burn because the first person who gets like turned essentially uh, with the hands and you see him like mid transformation and he sort of streams out into the night and they burn them. 
it's after this where they're like, okay, can we have a test for this and try and figure out? Because I think after this, the doctor goes nuts wanting to just destroy everything so it can't spread. And they lock him up in the in the, the hut. And then they're like, okay, so can, the other doctor, can you come up with a test to see who's infected? He's like, oh yeah, I've got a test. If we mix like this blood with like a, some regular blood, some infected blood with regular blood, it should react and we can maybe know who, who, who's who. But the who. blood's gone. Yeah. But they get to the blood and it's been drained. So like someone knew about this. And they think it's the captain, dude, because he's got a key. He's the only one with yeah. the key. Um, he turns out not to be actually infected. But that's the first scene where they all start to question each other. And uh, Goggles, or whatever his name what was, his name Windows, that was it. It was because he wore yeah. the glasses. That was why they called him Windows. Yeah. But he uh, he runs to get a gun. And then the captain's got his gun out. And it's like a standoff moment. And they all have to kind of calm down and... It's yeah. so like maybe we should pick an all leader and the, the kind of that, that's it. He he offers it up. He's like, you know what? Fine, okay. You don't trust me? I'll put the gun down. You can lead. And the guy's like, no, I ain't up for that. Yeah. And then Charles tries to take it, and McCree's like, no, nah, there's maybe someone a bit, you know, less a bit of a more temper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's actually there's several points as well. They they try and like figure out, okay, well he burned that other guy who turned into a thing quite readily. That probably means he's not one of them because he wouldn't try and burn himself. Yeah, but then you, then you second guess is that or is that the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Is, is that what's is that just there to convince us? Because obviously the movie's got a very famous ending where because Childs like is left to like guard the place and they go off to get get the the doctor who was going nuts earlier on, right? Who maybe wasn't infected before, but definitely is now, and yeah. he's building like a, a miniature ship underneath the underneath the cabin he's in. And he's he's sad because at the end of the film it almost turns into a slasher movie uh, with a monster effect because he's basically going around like in fact one of my favorite deaths is when he puts his hand in the guy's face and his fingers just goes into his skin and like it's sort of connect yeah. it just because there's no blood it just sort of connects like it mutates with his it, hand it melts yeah. yeah and then he just drags his whole body with his hand it's it's actually really really cool and icky uh, but he's kind of taking them out one by one until it's just him and McCready and McCready of course blows everything up uh, and again it's a great great some great again great practical effects. Uh, but Childs comes back at the end. He come, he wanders back in. And, uh, you know, everything's burning. And McCready's sitting down there, and Childs walks in. And he's like, "Where were you?" And again, that's been a big thing. The whole movie is like, if someone was off somewhere on their own, where were you? Are you infected? Is it? Like, oh, I I thought I saw, I saw I saw Blair. I, I ran out to get him, but I got lost in the storm, and I'm back here now. And it's like, eh, that sounds fishy. Convenient, doesn't it? But they're both kind of weak because he's been out in the storm trying to struggle to find his way back. McCready's just been through an explosion <laughs> and trying to like yep. fight a monster. It's like, well, we're not really up to like doing anything if one of us has a nasty surprise. So I guess we should just sit here. And they kind of smirk and they just like passes them the booze. And it's like, yeah, we're just going to sit here until we die. Um, do you have, actually, do you have any opinions or like, do you believe that one of them is the thing or that both of them are the thing or neither of them are the thing? Do you have an opinion one way or the other? I I think it's either both or none. Well, okay. I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it's just one. I think either way they ultimately recognise that they're the same, and whether that's like oh no we're both human let's just sit here and sit out or they're both the thing and they're both like we got this. <laughs> but I think there is a, a camaraderie in it. Okay, I can see that. Um, I I mean. There's been lots of theories and people have been looking for clues as to, oh, this is why, this is the the, the answer. Um, I think my gut tells me they're both not the thing. And they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're just, they're, they're playing it safe, because they're all going to die anyway. So we'll just sit here. We'll keep an eye on each other. And 
It's almost like they agree that yes, each of us should have an eye kept on them. So we'll just we'll sit here and do that until we until we die, and that's fine. It's a really no, dark end to me. Think about it. I don't feel like there's too much point in looking for that many details, that many clues yeah. as to yeah, what lines up because I don't think they're in there ultimately. I think whatever you find, you're kind of reaching. I think it's intentionally not there. Absolutely, yeah. So it's ultimately just a a gut feeling that what you've got at the end. That's uh, if you play the thing video game, they had to pick an answer because it's it follows directly on after the events of it. <laughs> so they just pick something. Oh, what did they pick? Well, I, I think I think they picked one of them as the thing, and then the other one's actually alive somewhere because you find them later in the game. Right. Okay. Um, I assume it was McCready who was the, the person because he's the one that you'd play more of a more of a big impact to find and talk to later yeah, on. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that said. Would have been easier to get Keith David for a game. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's 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 well. In fact, he did some uh, voiceover just as E three for a game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did the uh, the Square Enix presentation, didn't he? That's what it was. Yeah, he was, was all over that. That was yeah. a disappointing presentation overall. But his his voice was nice to hear. Yeah. It was like, oh, they've got some cred. Got, he, he does a lot of voice work in general. I mean, he was yeah. in a was in one of the Mass Effect games, wasn't he? I think so. Maybe he was in that game. Oh, I'm going to look it I up. Think, I, was... I think I think he was the uh, the admiral commander that was on the ship before you at the start of Mass Effect. Um, oh, that sounds right, that sounds right. I can't remember the Admiral's name now, or the guy's, you know, but... Uh, Anderson. And I want to say Anderson. I'm pretty sure that's him. That sounds very right. That sounds very right. Um, and I, Joe, how is it when I Google something and I end up with an IMDb page for a video game, yet when I try and just search for a video game on IMDb, I never actually get the never video game? Never get it, do you? The... It's just never there. Oh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it is him. There's a deep pull from our memory here. But... I know, I'm looking up that. I'm looking at this thing, a video game. I want to know if he, right. if he was you, in you that. You want to know. Actually, if I Googled it, <laughs> it came up. <laughs> I Googled the thing, video game cast, and it came up with the IMDb page. Yeah, searching the thing, IMDb video game. IMDb doesn't want to show you video games. But it's there. It They're it's all there. there. They have them, but they don't like showing you them for whatever reason. Um... You're scanning for it. And go to full cast. Could be further down. Sometimes they don't put them in a good order. No, they don't. Especially not for the game pages. Nah. Uh, nah, it appears... Uh, nah, not, not, not seen any. No. Nah, um, okay. Interestingly, John Carpenter apparently had an uncredited cameo as a voice Fair in the enough. game, but that, that, that was the extent of it. Oh well, we got to the bottom of it. <laughs> a little disappointing resolution, but you know, whatever. So my gut, my gut says they're both because I feel like it's the happiest possibly and even though they're both going to die it's like no we're going to go out as human beings we, we won we right, won essentially yeah, yeah we won we saved the day we're going to go out as human beings um, and I'm, I'm kind of glad there's never been a sequel even though I think there's potential in what you could do with one I just I feel like you don't, don't really want an answer do you you don't want it to finish I guess what you could do is you just don't like if you have a sequel you just don't address this at all you just have it be kind of like Predator 2 it's just some other people somewhere else and yeah. the thing lands and chaos ensues. Um, call it the thing, apocalypse, and it'll be like the entire planet gets thingified. Why not? This is why they never did it. Couldn't yes. they have a good name. Things. I mean, that is probably what they would go with, right? Yeah. Yes. So that's probably what I'd do, but. You know, whatever. Either that, or I would go with something. Nah, nah, you 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 loses the effect. All right, all right. Um, 
Nah, things is my best but, bet. Things, think, is, things bet. is gonna be the best you get, I think. Um what does plural of this look, even look like? I don't, I don't even know. An- another thing. Yeah. Either that or you do my thing versus alien idea. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Alien versus the thing versus predator. Oh, now, now you're just confusing it. Just keeps getting too complicated now. Because now I'm going, well, hang on. Is that alien a, a, a thing or is that predator a thing? Or are they both things? Yeah, you can have the same ending with an alien and a predator sitting down and looking at each other. That could be the end of the movie. It could, but immediately then I'm like, well, they're things, because they're not sitting down next to each other and, and sitting you know, around a fire. It's a shame Aliens is called Aliens, because the perfect title for this movie would be Aliens, because it'd be three different types of alien. It would be very good, yeah. Oh, well. It's not going to happen yeah. anyway, but I mean, it yeah. was, it was worth speculating was. for a little it bit. Why not? Oh, dear. What else do you like about the thing, Connor? What else do I like about the thing? Well, like I said, I really like the the pacing and how it really ramps up. Because at the end, like you say, it kind of becomes a bit of a slasher, right? Yeah. But it gets there so gradually. There's not just a, a turning point where, oh, it's a slasher now. It's just over to, where you kind of write, you go, hang on, we're just kind of picking them off here. Do you know, it goes so long without any proper music. There's just like atmosphere. There's a point where it's after they've burned stuff and it's, it's the final like three or four guys. And uh, it's before they start making plans to do stuff. Um, and McCready says something like, oh, it's, it's, it's planning something or something like that. It cuts to just like some uh, atmospheric shots of like the, the halls. You know, kind of like, yeah. you know, kind of something like Halloween where it cuts to start showing you parts of the houses to say, okay, where is it? Where is the thing? But it's just when it does that where the dun-dun kicks in. And we haven't heard it since maybe the first act of the movie. Like, yeah, it's, it goes away pretty early. Yeah, and then it comes back in, and it's, it's it's basically saying the final final showdown's about to happen. That's basically what it's telling you, um, and I like that. I also like that when they want a private conversation, they go out to the little uh, the little truck thing they've got, and they go yeah. out there to talk. I thought that was really neat because because he's like, yeah, can we talk outside? And he's like, it's forty below outside. <laughs> sit in the truck, put the heat on. It's fine. I really crap me up. Um, here's, a, here's something I liked about it a lot, and I was noticing this, especially on this this viewing, was the use of colour. I thought it was quite inventive. Because I think there's a, there's a moment that's really obvious where uh, McCready's outside and he lights a flare, and everything around him is really blue, but he's lit in red from the flare, and yeah. it's used very well. But I was noticing it a lot throughout the film where um, when the power was on, it was, you know, it was kind of an amber, then it goes out and it's all this really cold, you know, white blue very yeah. you know very sterile um but it, it plays kind of with those different things because when they go downstairs to the where the it's because at the end when they're setting up the explosives and the, the ship's there and they're, they're planting things it's very red it's a lot of red everywhere it's just bathed in red it is and i think you could almost take the the color in you know at the ending as a as an indication as to which way you know where you, where you want to take the ending because mm. mostly the colors are you know red is okay life you know where you know when they're then you know, at the start, where it's, you know, it's normal, it's amber, like you say, the flare, where it's distinctly him. Hmm. And then, so at the end, it's, you know, they're sitting around a fire, it's bathed in red. Ah, never thought of that. Yeah, you could, you could argue that. That's a nice way of looking at it. Um, but I, I think it's a lot of stark differences, though. It really uses the, the differences in um, the, the, the harsh blue white of outside and then the, the amber of the indoors. And then, like I say, at the end of the film, it gets proper, like, drenched in actual red, because they're using flares constantly, yeah. and they're, they're dealing with that. It's, it's, it's like... I, I think to go away from what you said about, oh, that means life, 
I'd maybe go with as the film goes on because at first it's just one flare and then you know there's a bit more flare mm. and then at the end when they're setting up the explosives and the, the final murders are happening and the entire scene is just bathed in red you could argue it's more like it's just gradually getting more and more bloody like it's just building yeah, the, yeah. No, the, the danger um, and the tension with the colour so uh, really smart uh, so uh, yeah uh, that was a small touch that I really liked on this one uh, obviously John Carpenter's a great director uh, the, the moments are handled yeah. very well um he he can juggle a cast like nobody's business. Yeah, like you say, there's so many of them, but you you never feel like anyone's particularly in shortchanged or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like how it starts off very even amongst all the characters, but there's a there's a certain point where it kind of becomes McCready, who's the, who's our who's our surrogate in the film. Uh, I was thinking especially because there's, there's points later on where we're with McCready and he's looking at things, and then he hears a gunshot, and then you know, I think it's when you know the scientist uh, Blair is going nuts. And he hears the gunshot, and he, he's like, oh, "What's that?" And he runs back inside, and then we don't see what's happening until he sees it. It's like I think that's the point of the film, or around that point in the movie, where it becomes, "No, no, he is the surrogate. We will see and hear what he sees and hears." We're, we're, you know, because early on it cuts around all the characters pretty evenly, but from it that does, point yeah. on, it kind of sticks to him and only what he can perceive, uh, give or take. Obviously, there's, there's where he disappears for a little bit because it wants to have us doubt if he's been the thing now. But it doesn't do that that often. No, but for the most part, it's like through his eyes and ears is, is what we're seeing in the movie. So, um, no, I think that's it also is. very smart. I, th- I think it's smart to do that when it does because, like I said, everyone feels even for a while. So, it, you know, by the time we, we focus in on him and we're like, okay, he's our character, he's not one of them, it leaves you going, well, we know enough about all of them now because we've seen bits from all of them to kind of maybe tell if one of them could be them. Or even even more than that, just just uh, in terms of a style, stylistic technique, there, everyone feels even, and it's just all part of the group. But then we become isolated with one of them, and we're with them in the mistrust that any one of the rest of them could be something they're not. You know, it's it's, it's like, you know, we, we go from just like treating them all e- equally and evenly, and viewing them that way, to no no, now we're one, looking out at all the others. No, it's true, and I, I do wonder if it would lose some of its effect if you did keep jumping around you kind of know maybe a little bit more as to who is or isn't the thing because you'd see, inherently just see more. Yeah, and all this doesn't happen until after we have the first person who turns and then the paranoia starts and that's when it becomes Nomi Creedy as our vessel. Uh, with a couple of exceptions, but for the most part, that's how it becomes. And again, like I say, I, I think that it becoming less of a group and more of a you know, one person and everyone else is someone not to trust which is almost why i think you expect the twist at the end eventually to be oh mccready's been a thing for a while you know because that would be a shocking thing to us but which is why i think i appreciate that it doesn't just outright do that it doesn't do the cheap yeah the cheap twist yeah yeah because it could have done that it It would it would be an easy you know you wouldn't blame it if it did do that you'd be like yeah okay you i I get why you do that right Mm. but it, it's bolder to not do it, at least not definitively. Maybe they did do it and it's there. And you know, if you want to read it that way, that's fine. But the point is, it doesn't just it doesn't go for the moment. It just lets it sit. Yeah, no, uh, that, that, I, I agree. Uh, it's that it's it's a fantastic film. It is almost flawless. There's very little, I think, to uh, critique. A lot of fantastic beards, uh, which I approve of. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's. I think, I think you need a, you need one in that temperature. You do the few that didn't have a beard. I was like, man, how are you surviving? Like, come yeah. on now, come yeah. on now. It's just like yeah, you know, that beard. Yeah, you know, we've got enough around there. That's 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 one less scarf you need. Hell, even um, I was talking earlier about the whole idea of the survival horror of like finding the evidence and like piecing it together. 
McCready even makes a tape for that purpose for later for for whoever comes here next. Yeah, that he's going to hide and people can hear his his account of what's happening. Yeah, and and it does almost set up a sequel if you want to, you know, in, yeah. if you wanted to continue this down the line for whatever reason, you have this be, you know, the the camp that you know for them was the Norwegians. Yeah, and I think yeah. if I was making a sequel, I, again, I don't think it needs one or or I necessarily want one, but if you wanted to make a sequel, and I think you could make a good one, what I would do for in terms of not ruining the ending is that you just never find those two. You wouldn't I know agree. where they went. You would just you would find the base, you'd find that recording, you'd see the evidence of all everything else that's happened. But you wouldn't find their bodies. No, I agree. You could go with the route of if they were the thing, you'd be like, well, it changed form at some point, right? It abandoned those bodies and did, did something or whatever happened. Mm. And if they're not, they just died. They're buried out in the ice somewhere. We somewhere, don't find yeah. Them. Yeah, maybe they went walking for some reason instead of yeah. staying there. After they were like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Let's just go for a walk together. Yeah, yeah let's end it. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't answer it. I'd leave that completely ambiguous. And... I agree. But I think the, the the obvious thing to do would be a group coming into the base and discovering. And then I think what you do is maybe go back somewhere else and have them unwittingly bring it with them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, probably not like a full city, but like, you know, somewhere else a bit more populated, something that's a bit bigger than a, a little base bit more, like Ultimately, just a different environment to the yeah. Arctic. I think just not being snow and just just changing the tone and feel would be, would help. Yeah, I think... What about, like, a university? Or, no. I'm thinking... I'm trying... A university wouldn't bring kids in. I'm trying to think of a way to get kids into the movie because I feel like that would bring a lot of drama of, like, thinking a kid is something you might have to shoot. You know, yeah. like, that's a big bit of drama you could come from that. Uh and then, because one thing you don't have, because this movie, it's all it's all men, right? It's just like a research team that are all male. It's a bit of a sausage fest, let's be honest. It is, so, yeah. So I think what you, you could do in a sequel is potentially have it affect like some like families. Like, have, have people who are couples, have people who have kids, yeah. and how does it affect them? So I'm, I'm thinking some sort of research base, which is more of a family thing, where they've got their families living with them. They're not just like... More of a, a little island, like a, a separate Yeah, maybe, thing. yeah. Maybe an island, yeah. But, and that's definitely what I'd do if, if there was to be a sequel. Again, I don't think it needs one. I don't think we should ever have one. But if we had to, that's that's the route I'd go. And then the Predator busts in because he's here to exterminate it. Because he's, he's oh, aware. Obviously. It's landed yeah. on Earth. He's like, oh no, we can't be having that. Oh no, 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 no. Um, i got to be taking that. That, that's, that that's, the, that's there to kill the, the aliens. We lost this ship. This was, this was our weapon against the Xenomorphs. <laughs> that's ours. Yes. Um... But no, I, I, I think I think there's potential there, um, and you know you could set it a few years later, like you know it's like it's the next year, the next spring, the the, the rescue coming for them, or you could say no, they get, they get buried in so much ice that it's present day, and someone's only just stumbled into this place, um, all these years later. Yeah, have fun yeah, that I way. I, I think you could do it either way. You could be like, no, no, there was a rescue mission, and they brought it back, right? And without knowing, but they brought the tapes back, and you know they brought all the research back with them, mm. but left the base because they're like, well, everyone's gone. Yeah, so they just abandoned it, and then you cut, you know, present day, whatever, so to speak, you know, whatever, more or less, wherever you want to set it, and be oh, like, so, so you're going okay, for more of it. It's, it's, it's been secretly infecting people for decades. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you could, you could do. do that. Yeah. Oh, there, there's definitely things you could do to make this a good movie, and not just a, a pointless cash grab. Yeah, I mean, do you just go as far as say it's okay? It's already taken over, and it's like a post-apocalypse with only like 
you know the, the few survivors who have somehow evaded it. Could do, yeah. Mm. It'll be a very different movie. Would be be very Last of Us. I'm thinking actually, not, not that it would just be clickers, but uh, I'm just thinking in tone of, of like the types of like weird monsters we'll get from it. No, I, I agree. Very grotesque. <laughs> yes, uh, potential there. But hey, so I, I think yeah, I think that's the thing. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, it's basically the thing. like I said, it's my favorite, second favorite John Carpenter movie. The first, of course, is Halloween. Stiff, you know, needs no explanation. I, I think it's it's probably my second favorite as well. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next up is Prince of Darkness for the record, and I've not uh, seen that one admittedly. Then Assault in Precinct Thirteen, you know, uh, and I could keep going, but that's, I'll just leave it there. But those are the my standouts. Um, oh, I'm dropping my bottle cap. Oh well, that's that's a corner. Um, I've written that off. It's so professional for so much of this review. I've been sitting playing it with the, for the last thirty minutes, right? That, that could have happened yeah. at any moment. To, to be honest, it me better. I'm also fiddling with a little, uh, like the top of a can. Yes, yes. So, uh, the ring pull, I believe that's, that's the one. To, yes. Thank you. I was blanking. Yes. Uh, so we should rate. We should rate the thing out of out of ten. Uh, so so go for it. We're giving it. Should and it's obviously high. And I, I always go back for that. Is it is it quite a ten or is it a nine point five? And I'm never I'm never one hundred percent certain. Mm-hmm. Which which probably means it should be the nine point five because if I'm thinking about the doubt, then maybe it's not the ten. <laughs> So I think I think I'll have to go with the nine point five, based on that. Um, that is that is perfectly fair. I think I'm going with a nine. It's a nine out of ten. It's fantastic. Um, if I'm if I'm playing some kind of devil's advocate uh, and saying, oh, what, what what could improve it? I think there's a lot that could improve it, but maybe yeah, maybe we just knew the characters a little bit better. Sure. I, I think you know the problem with that is okay. So you have to add on the runtime. Do you lose yes. some of the, the the pacing and tension from that? That, that that's a fair criticism because I'm thinking yeah, it would probably be some time early on getting to know yeah. them a little bit more. Um, uh, Makes it a little bit more uneven, perhaps. And yeah, as, oh, as much absolutely. as I agree, yeah, like yeah, you, you improve it by doing that. Is that a detriment in another area? Yeah, it very well could be. Oh, sometimes movie making is a balancing act. It's like okay, yeah. take some of this away so I can make this better, and so on and so forth. Um, so I think that's, I think that, but yeah, so, so very solid 9 out of 10 though, like the, yeah. the, the, the most solid 9 out of 10 there is, uh, so that is, that is the thing, uh, John Carpenter, uh, it's fantastic, uh, who in his prime in the 70s and 80s, uh, was knocking out absolute, uh, if he wasn't doing like a masterpiece, he was doing like a really solid B movie that was a, a good bit of fun, um, so, yeah, there'll be more of his films, pro- more more so on on streams after midnight, admittedly, because a lot of them are horror films, but not all of them. Uh, You've already done a few over there, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, like I say, I saw Salt and Precinct Thirteen, something like Big Trouble in Little China, Escape yeah. from New York. They're, they're all influx candidates at some point, so uh, you can look out for those someday, uh, maybe in future votes on Patreon. Uh, we should promote Patreon. We should promote other shows. We should promote what's coming up. Um, do because it's the end. It is the end. Uh, so patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Uh, you can support this show and the channel and everything we do, of course, and obviously that, that helps us out. And that's the main reason to do it, is just to support us and make sure we can keep doing it and uh, make let us make it bigger and better and bolder and whatever else. And I can hire someone to replace Connor and actually, you know, uh, get someone decent on the show. Uh, as, as, as long as I get a redundancy check. <laughs> Sure, the amount will also be redundant. Uh, so, 
yeah, so you go over there. Uh, there's obviously bonuses. Uh, you get you get these influx episodes a week early on Patreon at the dollar tier. There's also the, the voting as well in the five dollar tier, along with the vault, which is a, a list of like user submitted films for us to do at some point. Uh, our patrons get to submit list films to this list. Uh, every so often we'll pick one and do it as an episode, or we'll pick four and put it on a on a vote for the patrons. Um, and everyone can look at the list though you can you can get the link in the description and you can go and just look at the, what's there already um, but the patrons are the ones who get to actually submit to it and yeah so you have you have all those options. Uh, also 121 Extra is a thing, that is a Patreon exclusive monthly discussion show that me and Connor are going to be doing. The first episode is coming up at the end of this month uh, about aspect ratios uh, it'll be similar topics like that just you know not, not about a movie specifically but a, a movie related topic, a broad Topic. It'll be a, you know, maybe a technique, maybe a, a something part of the culture, part of the history. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a piece of technology from the past or something like that. Well, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, so that that'll be a thing. That's in the three dollar tier. So there's various bonuses at various tiers. Um, so go and have a look. Uh, but of course, you can support us in other ways by subscribing, by uh, commenting, liking, all that normal usual stuff. All of it helps. So don't feel bad if you can't. Um, also, uh, one one thing I want to do at the end of these now, and all the stuff we do is try and promote something completely different to what what you just. So just think, you know, just you know, let, let you know it exists because you might not know that we review TV shows. You might not know that we have a DC Comics podcast, um, or so on. So, so, so I should, yeah, I'll, I think, for reference here, given given what we're talking, we're talking about a science fiction film, I will say that you know we're currently currently reviewing Westworld season two. After each episode, we we talk about it. We go in depth. They, they tend to be about forty minutes each. We really go into that and analyze it and give theories and where it's going. It's a very bit of a, a maze of a show. It is. By the time you see this publicly on YouTube, because obviously this is a week early for patrons, yep, we should true. have just, just recently finished the last episode of the season, so we, it'll all be there to just dive in. So if you're a fan of Westworld, uh, check it out. If you've not if you've not watched Westworld yet, um, I, I hear from our, our, our audience that it does work really well, because obviously one of the things you can't do uh, with a show, if, you, you know, if it's already aired, or if it's something that's on Netflix where it all goes up at once, you, you can't like have the, the the discussion and the theory theories between between each episode. I've heard that our reviews, which you know we do after each episode, it, the same with Netflix shows, it kind of emulates that a little bit. You get to have the the discussion between them as if there was time between them. It is something that that maybe is lacking from the Netflix experience. You know, having that that, yeah. that week, or maybe it's not even a week, but just having that time to discuss and and theorize can often really improve the experience of watching a show. Which I actually think is the most unique thing about our TV coverage, is that we do that with the Netflix and the Amazon shows, is we, we, we do it episode by episode, and we, we talk about it without knowing the rest of it, and yeah. and you know analysing it that way. But hey, so check, check stuff out. Uh, but that's us, so thank you once again. Uh, get us on the, the Twitters at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at wibble89, you can get Connor at ConorRyan94. Yes. Yes. Yes, I knew you or Tim didn't have a number. I was just trying to remember which one. You, was you which. panicked for a second because it's not on the screen like it is in some of the other shows. That's right. Maybe I should put it on the screen. Just, just so you don't fall up when you yes, get to that moment. I should, I should. Uh, but hey, so that, that is us. So thank you very much for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys, and we will see you next time.